Gossip, the F1 Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Great Gossip, episode 16. This is the post-CODA USGP episode. We're excited to be here. My name is Dell, along with Julie. I'm not going to ask you how you're doing because I just saw you all weekend. But how are you feeling after a very hot, exciting, long weekend? Yeah, I felt like I was on such a high. And now now I have to wait a whole another year. Or just like a week and a half until the next race, at least. Yeah, but I won't be there. But you could. You could just book a ticket to Mexico City right now. So that's on you. Are you sponsoring that? No. Not, okay. not sponsoring that one. <laughs> As you guys know, we were, uh, or I was down in Austin. Uh, Julie's already there. For the U.S. Grand Prix, uh, we're definitely going to talk quite a bit about that today. Outside of that, though, it was good to be in Austin. Uh, love the food there. I, I haven't eaten anything since I, I left your house this morning. Wow. 4.30. I know. I've got to start myself for a day. It was Did just... you eat Taco Deli at the airport? No, I, I can't eat that early. It was like 5 and 6 in the morning. Like, Okay. I put my hoodie on. I didn't want anyone to bother me. Not even my wife. I was just like zoned out. Yeah. Where, where'd we go last night? What was that place called? Justine's. Yeah. That place was fire. That was definitely one of the best meals I've had in a long time. So kind of full from that. You know, it's richer French cuisine. But uh, I think I'm just feeling guilty from just tacos on tacos on tacos on tacos all weekend. That happens. There's worse things to eat than tacos, though. You could have had like pasta and pasta and pasta. Yeah, but have you ever done like pasta on pasta on pasta? That's like hard to pull off. I have. Leave it to you. Leave <laughs> it to you. When in Rome, literally. Yeah, that's true. That, that's a good point. It's been a while since I've been in Italy. but So now I'm back in D.C. after traveling this morning. The airport was a disaster. I think we posted on our Instagram how bad it was. I felt bad for people that didn't have clear because pre-check was really bad. The regular line was, it was probably a two-hour wait. So I would imagine it was probably worse on Monday. So hopefully everyone made their flights home, but it was uh, it was pretty, pretty crazy. Today, so we'll talk about the race, obviously, quality's a race. We're going to talk about the off-grid gossip action. There was a good amount of that going on. We had the giveaway, so we'll announce the winner uh, in this recording as well as on Instagram tomorrow morning. But uh, let's just jump right into the Coda experience. I had so much fun. I'm sure we're going to talk about this, but the last race was in 2019. We were there, and it seemed 10 times busier. It was packed. Yeah, I mean, even Friday when I went to practice, it was definitely extremely packed even then. I mean, I think for Austin, we have the soccer team now, which is cool, but like we don't have these big sporting events. And I think with the rise of the Netflix series, it brought a lot of people out, especially because it didn't happen last year as well. We talked about this uh, at the track. Like how much of it was F1 really starting to penetrate the U.S. market with you know the Netflix series Drive to Survive? How much of it is that plus the fact there was no race last year? How much of it is that plus no race last year plus like post-COVID just like a reason to get out? I really wonder what it'll be like next year. But it, I mean, it was 
completely different atmosphere, which was um, frustrating and exciting at the same time. You know, lines were long, it was hot, and it was crowded, but the energy was was top notch. So it's a give and take, I guess. I went on Friday with a couple of friends. We went to we went and saw both practice rounds, which was fun. I mean, don't really watch practice usually, so the first practice from I think it was turn eight between turn eight and turn nine. And then the last practice or the second one that day, we watched along the straight, which was just wild. They were whipping by because it's a DRS zone. We did not stay for 21 pilots, which no one was upset about. And then later that evening, Dell and Krista arrived and Come Saturday morning, we were off to the track once again to watch qualifying. Yeah, Saturday was cool. You know, we walked around. I think where we post up right at turn seven, turn eight on the grass. And uh, it was cool to chill. It was, it was, I felt like it was hotter on Saturday, but I think technically it was more hot on Sunday. Uh, But I was, I was a little moist for sure. Everyone had their shirts on, the grid gossip shirts. I had taken mine off because it was just, getting a little a little sweaty so I like laid it out so the sun would dry it off and uh all of a sudden we hear a Julian Dell and uh there were some folks that that tracked us down and so I had to throw my very sweaty shirt back on and, and go pass out some stickers and, and talk to these folks but uh it was fun you know I had a good time on Saturday a lot of beers a lot of waters a lot of Topo Chico's both days really and what else did you purchase oh dude I got smoked for a uh five panel Mercedes U.S. Grand Prix Special Edition Lewis Hamilton hat for 120 bucks. Yep, yep, you did. I ended up purchasing a Daniel Ricardo hat, which I'm very pleased about. His merch is definitely, I think, the best out of all of the drivers. He loves Austin, and I do love Daniel Ricardo. I think I love Lando more, but for different reasons. But I felt good about my purchase, although now I'm second-guessing everything in life, so who even knows? Yeah, we'll talk more about your Ferrari boys maybe in another episode because it is getting very complicated. You kind of like everyone now. It's it's you got not that I like everyone. It's just like it's hard to commit to like a full on team versus like I'm more drawn to the personalities of the people. Yeah, I think that's fine. I mean, like if I was saying like I love Ferrari and both Carlos and Charles left Ferrari. Not sure I'd love Ferrari. Like, what if it was Yuki and Mazda spin? I would fucking hate it. I wouldn't be able to support that. Ferrari would be pretty bad then, yeah. So there'd be no reason to like them. I like both. Like, it's just harder for me to say, like, no matter who the driver is, I will root for this team. Yeah, that's fair. So you're you're a driver fan, which I think most of us are, but you're not a, like, Scuderia. Like, you're not going to be, like, diehard Ferrari regardless of of drivers at this current point in my life i'm just not sure okay yeah yeah that's that's fine that's fine i don't think i think i'm the same way really like i'm not you have a mercedes Mercedes. jacket you told me i couldn't buy a jacket of a team because that's fully committing but you have a jacket so you're fully committed well two things one i bought that jacket in 19 i i made that commitment comment just like last episode so different times however if you told me like if you asked me like Pick a team you've got. To, I'll pick Mercedes. That's fine. I'm totally comfortable with the decision. But um, I think just given the personalities, you know, having select drivers is this is the way to go. So I also liked. I saw that McLaren. I don't think it's a newer version, but that yellow or papaya orange, I should say, McLaren 
Wait, I'm sorry. Did you just confuse yellow with yeah. papaya orange? Is that your in color my, blindedness? In my, I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, in my head, I was like seeing yellow, but the papaya orange McLaren hat that's got the four on the back for Norris, and it's got like uh, perforated holes in the back. Like that hat, I need to scoop up. I wish they just had it in the number three for Ricardo, but um, I saw that hat quite a bit, and uh, there was a guy on the plane wearing it too, and I was like, you know what? I need to purchase that hat. So maybe sometime soon but after spending 120 bucks on a hat which i've never done i i felt very guilty buying any more merch for the weekend so that's all i left with but you also called it out though you're like you're gonna want this hat yeah i mean you always remember it and remember the experience you had when you bought the hat so it's it's a memento yep and then when lewis didn't win the race yeah sucker we'll never forget i hope that you continue to wear it and he continues to lose we'll see we'll see yeah, so Saturday was fun. Um, Sunday, we sat, uh, what was it, turn 18? Yeah, so turn 18 on the grass. And our view from there, you could see all the way across the track up to the top of turn one, which was pretty cool. That's That was a good spot by you uh, to pick those seats out. And then at 18, you see them come around, and then you see them either enter pit lane and disappear. Um or go down the straight and disappear, and you don't see them again until you look all the way across the track and you see them popping up towards turn one. So it was a pretty pretty good view uh, directly in the sun. A little bit of breeze, which helped, but uh, that's where we posted up on Sunday, and uh, that was cool. You were kind of tracking the time between Max and Lewis the entire race, giving me heartburn because I was so nervous. I think for me, like, the anxiety of the race, like being there live, like I had so much more anxiety about Max winning over Lewis than I've like ever had sitting at my house. I, I think it was just like the experience of being there. And so I didn't want to say anything to jinx anything. And next to me, I have Dell counting down like, oh, Lewis is gaining speed. He's gaining speed. And I wanted to just be like, shut the fuck up, please. But I didn't want to say that and then jinx anything. So I bottled it all up. Yeah, see, that's interesting. We were talking, we were joking about that. I, I actually find watching like a good race, a close race, which this one was, I get more anxious at home. And I think it's because you have, unless you have like the radio in your ear at, at the circuit, um, you really can't hear the announcers. It's so loud, right? The TV screens we had were like decent angle. But, you know, it's kind of a glare with the sun. I get way more anxious at home because, you know, you've got the TV in front of you and the announcers and all that. However, it was funny to give you in the last, like, 15 laps, the gap. (laughs) I just had my stopwatch out. I was just, like, randomly winging it. I think that was the other cool part of our seats, though, was because we saw them at the beginning of the lap. We didn't really know what was happening after turn one. And then we saw them at the end of the lap. So while we could kind of see what was happening on the TV, you didn't hear it. And so that gave me more anxiety, just only knowing like the pieces of the bread and not the meat and the cheese. Yeah, see, I I guess we're just we're just different in that sense, like more data for me, theoretically makes me more excited, less data for you got you more anxious this time. So it makes sense. I, I totally see. Um, how that could work. So uh, the only thing that I, I'm kind of bummed about now that it's over and I'm back home is that we were right by where they let everyone else onto the track after the race. 
I kind of wish you would have done that because I was on Instagram and people took some fire pictures um, on track and one dude snatched a DRS board. I mean, isn't that stealing? I don't know. He pulled it off. I mean, who's going to like, where they keep the DRS signs? I mean, I don't know. Maybe they do. But that that next time, definitely going on track because we were right there. We could have just walked up and one of the first on track and ran over to the... Uh, to the straight, but, um, yeah, really cool weekend. Uh, weather was, you know, 85, 86, 87 degrees. So, you know, pretty warm, not a cloud in the sky. Once the race got started on Sunday, I also felt bad too, because we left like all our water bottles and Tio Chico's right there on the grass where we, yeah. And then Seb was in an interview saying so he was seeing so many people guilty. littering and leaving their stuff behind and to so just bring it to the trash guilty. cans, even if they're full, because it's easier to clean up. And you were like, it's fine. Their trash cans are full anyway. I mean, full's an understatement. I mean, we're just going to basically throw them on the ground next to the trash can. But yeah, I felt bad that after I saw Seb post, I was like, God damn it. What were we doing? But um, we did disappointed that. him. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Seb. So, uh, so yeah, it was, it was an awesome weekend. That was kind of our, our situation for Saturday, Sunday, we left after the race and, uh, you know, we had dinner reservations and stuff like that. As far as, uh, celebrity sightings, uh, Ben Stiller, AKA Zoolander, uh, model Winnie Harlow. She did a really cool Puma photo shoot with some of the, uh, W series drivers. And, um, it's like a, she moves us movement, which is pretty cool. Um, who else do we have there? Shaq. But one of the people you didn't have listed on our outline that I later saw were there was Dak Shepard and Kristen Bell. Which they're pretty big celebrities. That's right. They were there. Yeah. Dak Shepard. That would have been cool to see Dax because he's got a pretty good, uh, pre- pretty decent podcast. Shaq, DJ Diesel, Burna Boy, James Marsden. I know he's an actor, but I was looking up like what movies he's been in. He's None in Westworld. Are you kidding me? Oh, that's right. That's a series, though. I was looking at movies. That's probably why I didn't see anything that jumped out at me. What is wrong with you? Also, he was in... He's always in movies like the guy that gets the short end of the stick. He's like, falls in love with the girl, and then the girl thinks she loves him, and then she like goes for another dude, and he's like the nice guy. That even literally happened to him in Westworld. So, Yeah, yeah. Who else do you have? Logan Paul? I have no idea who that is. Oof. Um, supposedly he's going to be getting in the ring with Mike Tyson. Seems like a terrible idea. Uh, and then, uh, Megan Thee Stallion who just absolutely pulled a, I don't know how she got away with it, but she was wearing a black see-through outfit for lack of a better term. It It wasn't see-through and that you saw her private parts. It was just a mesh outfit, which is very on trend, but Definitely a little bit more scandalous for the racetrack than how other people dress. But similar to Lewis Hamilton, he also dresses very strange compared to everyone else. So maybe we shouldn't be knocking her outfit. Oh, I'm not knocking it at all, actually. I I thought it was right on character for her. But to see her be able to pull it off walking down the grid before the race, hilarious. There was actually an Instagram where she took a... uh, a quick photo op in front of the Max's car. <laughs> in the background, you've got the whole crew just like staring at her, like not moving. And those guys are usually pretty busy. They're always doing something in the car ready. And they're just all stopped and they're staring at her. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Martin Brundle, not a big fan of their uh, entourage. Who the hell gave is him that? a Gave him a little, uh, I don't know. They're like, you can't interview her. And he's like, 
I don't know how you missed this. So Martin Brundle is always on the grid before the race and he's, you know, he'll interview. Typically it's different team members, right? Because there's no one, there's no like celeb typically on the grid right before they start. But that's when Megan Stallion came down and he tried to get an interview with her and like her, one of her entourage, like, you know, dudes like pushed him away. And then he kind of got a couple of words in with her. And then some other dude was like, you can't do that. And he's like, because they ain't paying her. He's like, yes, I can. And I just did. But uh, speaking of who was paying her, Cash App. She had a big old Cash App logo. What's the Cash App? Oh, my God. It's like Venmo. Jesus. Oh. Right, like so the Apple Cash. Cash App? I don't know who owns it. It's just Cash App. Hmm. She had a, a Cash App logo like on her arm of her outfit. And uh, so she definitely got – she knew what she was doing. You know what I mean? She got paid. And uh, they got some good publicity out of it. So, so pretty good showing. I think there were a few other slubs. I didn't note them down, but um, all in all, not bad. I was kind of bummed not to see your boy there, though, even though he's there. He lives Matthew? in Austin, but yeah, I was just expecting him to he be He may there. be filming uh, like a movie or something. Okay. Okay. Or preparing to run for governor. You got to give him a break. Yeah. You got to get your priorities straight. Um, so, so that was the slub sightings. As far as uh, the action, quality seemed pretty basic. I don't know if there's anything that you really want to cover specifically in Q1 or Q2. I mean, I think Yuki did really well. Otherwise, it was pretty uneventful. Yeah. Usual suspects in Q1 that were out. Mazepin, Schumacher, Raikkonen, Latifi, Stroll. Q2, Russell, Alonzo, Gio, Vettel, Ocon. Yuki made it to Q3, got 10th. Started 10th on the grid. Gasly, 9th. That was, I was actually kind of bummed for Gasly. We didn't get to see him race at all. Norris, Ricardo, Signs, Leclerc, Bottas, Perez, Hamilton, Verstappen on pole. So I would say the one thing about being on site, the buildup of that, you kind of miss that when you're not watching the television. You know, all of a sudden it was just like Verstappen at the top of the, the time charts. And it was like, oh, okay. And the crowd went nuts. But to see him in the lap on TV and the differences, uh, the different sector times, I think is a little bit more exciting. But that's just me. Yeah, there wasn't great service to be able to pull things up on the app and like see what was happening that you couldn't see yourself. Yeah, that's actually, you probably nailed it. The service was terrible. <laughs> the service it was, was absolutely terrible. Yeah, we couldn't post anything on the gram real time. It was a disaster. So maybe if the service was better and you could track it real time, then I, I would take that comment back for sure. Walk us through the race. Oh, God, it's anxiety-ridden even just thinking about it. I mean, essentially, Hamilton took the lead at turn one, even though he started in second. Lap 10, Verstappen decided to pit and then was able to get ahead of Hamilton. That undercut was so aggressive. Like, I remember, because, we again, we, we could see them going into the pit. I couldn't believe he was going into the pit at lap 10. I was like, what is he doing? Afterwards, I said that was a plan to, to pit a little bit earlier. But, I mean, I think Hamilton came in, what, lap 13 or 14? I mean, lap 10 on a dry weather track. I mean, that's cr – on mediums, it was crazy. It worked, obviously. But, um, yeah, that was, a, that was a pretty interesting strategy. Aggressive. Yep. And Sergio actually pitted kind of one or two laps later. Hamilton then pitted shortly after that because otherwise he would have been royally screwed. So we kind of had like this whole back and forth happening. 
with whoever is kind of in second getting the upper hand of being able to pit and then pass the person in front. And ultimately, the kind of back and forth ended with Verstappen being in the lead with the later laps and beating Hamilton. Ha ha ha. He he did win. Uh, he pit on lap thirty. Hamilton pit again on thirty eight. Lap. You weren't sure if he was going to pit again. I thought he might just stay out. Um, I don't think the tires would have lost, but it. You know, I just wasn't sure he was going to be able to catch him. He got very close, but yeah. Uh, also, just a, a shout out to one of my buddies who always says, "You guys say pitted. It's just pit." It's <laughs> like you're correct, sir. I didn't realize that. Neither did I. I didn't even realize we said that in prior episodes, but he, he's correct. It's it's they they pit, not pitted. So okay. anyways, uh, we're not perfect, but you know what we mean. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I actually thought he was going to stay out. I don't think that would have been the right call. I think his tires would have fallen off very aggressively. I mean, he would have had what hards for. What is that? 40 some odd laps in that heat. I mean, those tires probably would have blown up. So. You know, great race by Verstappen. I, I feel, I didn't want to tell you this while we're there, but he's driving like a champion. Like, I know that's obvious because he's leading, but he just has it all together. He's not making any of those kind of like neurotic mistakes he's made in years past. He's keeping yeah. his cool. Like, his, even on the radio, like even last year, like he'd lose his cool on the radio. It's very like Yuki-esque at times. I think, I think he's going to take it down. I just, he just, he's the better driver this year. He's got the better car, but I think he's just been the better driver this year. He's been more consistent this year than in years past. I mean, last year he DNF'd so many times. Yeah, yeah. So okay. now that I just I'm said gonna, that, I'm not going to confirm or well, I'm not. Com- I didn't you see what react. I did there. You see what I yeah, did but there? do you see how I reacted and didn't say like anything? I was just like, he's just more consistent. You bit a little bit. You bit a little bit. No, I didn't. I'm not. He, he I'm has not been celebrating until I see that trophy in his hands. Leclerc maintained his fourth position or his position in fourth, which, you know, we were joking about the race. Like he's always in fourth by himself doing nothing, just hanging out in fourth. And then Sergio chilling in third, pretty much the whole race. Although I was surprised. So at the beginning of the race, I actually thought Max was leading in turn one, because to your point, there was that crypto.com sign. And from our, our view, when they pushed, when Lewis pushed Max wide, like just the way it's set up, like literally they just disappeared for what seemed like seconds, although it wasn't that long. And then they pop out and go to turn two, turn three. I thought Max was in the lead and clearly it was Lewis. Watching the highlights, Sergio actually had an opportunity there to to get in front of Max. And I, it felt like he pulled off a little bit or maybe he just had to given the way he was hitting the turn, I think turn three at that point. But um, yeah, he fell, he fell back quite a bit. I mean, learning about what was going on with Sergio before and during the race, I mean, he should have gotten driver of the day. I'm still actually in shock. So, one, during the race, he had no water, none at all. So, you know, an hour and a half in 85-degree temperature, it probably feels like 100, 120 in those cars, he had no water. And then today I'm on TikTok listening to an interview And he's talking about how he had the explosive shits earlier that morning. And the reason he had brought that up in the interview was like, I mean, I had diarrhea and then I hydrated a shit ton. So the fact that he was able to get through that entire race, maintain his position in third, 
with no water is absolutely incredible. What he also mentioned in that interview was about halfway through, his vision was getting blurry. He couldn't feel his hands or his feet. Yeah, it is pretty nuts for anyone that's, you know, ran a long ways or maybe cycled or whatever. You're doing some sort of workout for, you know, a good period of time and you just forgot or for whatever reason, not drinking any water. You start to cramp up and like your, your muscles stop working. I've had this happen to me once when I'm cycling and um, I literally had to call Chris to come pick me up like middle of, of my ride because I, I didn't bring a snack. I, I didn't bring any water. It was really, don't get me started on why that happened, but like your body literally starts to shut down. So you think about all those things happening while you're driving a car that's going 200 miles per hour, extremely dangerous, very impressive. However, get the goddamn water thing fixed. I feel like that was a Kimmy moment. Like Kimmy always has his water system, you know, breached for some reason. Did he explain what happened or was it just never working? It was I just like a fluke. That's so weird. Also, if there's anyone I'm looking on, I'm looking on YouTube right now and I'm not really getting a great video or breakdown, but if anyone really understands how the water system works in these cars, I would love to know, hit us up. Like, does it shoot water into your mouth? Like what happens if you choke? Do you sip it? Okay. But then how do you get like the straw out of your mouth when you're driving? Like, I, I just don't really understand the concept of how that works. I'm sure it's not that complicated, but if you know, you got a good link that can explain it to me, please send it our way because we were debating this for what seemed like a couple hours and we just never came up with a good answer. <laughs> That's true. I mean, any other highlights from the race? I think that was it. I'm like so excited to talk about all the off-grid gossip. Yeah, I would say the only other, I mean, I again, I, I didn't notice this until I went back through the highlights. Ricky, you know, Ricardo and Sainz had a really good battle in lap one on um, Everything else was pretty minor. Latifi and Stroll collide in lap one. Ocon lost his front wing by Alfa Romero. You had Alonzo batting with the, the Alfa Romeos. I always said Romero. Oh, man. Alfa Romeos, um, all race. But outside of that, that was really it. And I mentioned earlier, bummer to see Gasly DNF. I think he came in really early. Uh, I'm a big Gasly fan, so to not see him out there was kind of a bummer. Yep. That's about okay, it. Okay, moving on to the highlight of my life, off-grid gossip. So I have to first say that the off-grid gossip was like firing at me. Like I didn't even have to search for it this week, probably because it was in Austin and I'm physically in Austin. But like my TikTok feed was like all Formula One Austin. So I first understand where all the drivers and the teams are staying. So McLaren and... Mercedes both stayed at the Fairmont and then Ferrari stayed at like the brand new Marriott that's downtown not the JW which is fancier but just the regular Marriott and then Red Bull stayed at the Austin proper hotel which is the most bougiest thing I've ever heard in my entire life it's under the Marriott brand but it's more of like a boutique luxury hotel and of course, Red Bull would stay there. I wouldn't expect Christian Horner to stay anywhere else. A lot of like the off-grid gossip I saw was just things like happening at the track. There was one interview that Sergio and Max did. And the interviewer goes, I haven't told you this one. The interviewer asked Max, like, what is the best thing you've ever purchased? The and best they were like, thing? like, the best thing you've ever bought. Okay. And they were like, it can be anything. It's the best thing you ever bought. And you know what Max's response was? 
something for Kelly, I'm sure. My girlfriend. He said he bought her. <laughs> and the interviewers were women, and they kind of like zoomed into the interviewer's face when he said, like he said it dead seriously, and Sergio's just in the background like, oh, did he really just? And then he like, no one really reacted because I think they were all just in so much shock. And then he was like, yeah, I mean, I don't really know what the best thing I ever purchased was. That's a savage answer. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's so funny. This is the thing when you were talking about like, oh, you know, Max One uh, was voted the most popular driver, you know, when they did that whole. Oh, yes. That was another interview I saw. I mean, the interviews this week were so good. So there was an interview between with Max and Daniel from this weekend as well. And the interviewer was saying to Max, like, you recently got voted like the most popular driver in Formula One. And Daniel Ricardo goes, yeah, but like only 12 people voted. And Max was like, well, at least 12 people like me. Yeah. I mean, listen, here's the deal. Max is the most popular driver per this poll because let's be honest, even me as a Lewis fan, you want to see someone like take the crown or at least challenge really hard for it. And that's what he's doing. But from a standpoint of like personality or like intrigue and interviews, like he's fucking boring. And he doesn't care. And he knows he's boring. He just doesn't care. So, like, I, I get I kind of like his boringness. Like, I feel like he's starting to lose. I think it just depends on, like, who he's with in the interview. Because whenever he's paired up in an interview with Daniel Ricardo, like, his personality comes out. That's because Ricardo's carrying him. You, that's, what, that's his personality. Ricardo will carry anybody through an interview. It's okay to be like tame like Max is. Like, whatever. Okay. Run that poll back in two years if Max has won back-to-back championships with that same kind of ho-hum personality. I guarantee he's not the most popular driver. Who cares as long as he's winning? Yeah. that that I, You got to send that to me, though. I didn't see that. That's a pretty savage It was answer. so funny. Lucky didn't get canceled right there. Super hilarious. The other thing I saw on TikTok today, it was like a video of all the drivers leaving. I think after it was either after Friday or Saturday. And so it's all the cars coming out. Most of the drivers have like their person driving their car outside of Batas, who is driving himself. And then then Seb comes out riding a bicycle. Yeah, that's what he does. He's always riding the bike over there. Yeah, but like he's not riding a bicycle. He's leaving Coda, like bicycling from Coda to his hotel. Yeah, that, that's not the first time he's done that this year. That's far. This isn't a downtown circuit. You don't know that he was saying. I mean, it was just funny to see all these luxury cars coming out and everyone waving and then him on his bicycle with no entourage. Jeez, if you were a Kodak, getting in and out of this place, they need to figure that out. Because if 300,000 people are going to be there for the weekend, disaster, like disaster. And we were talking about this. Can't wait to hit some other events where the circuit is like next to where you're staying. Like maybe it's a, a you know a street circuit or something like that. Um, makes for such an easier experience to get to where you want to go. But uh, Austin's going to have to figure that out if that's what it's going to be like from an attendance standpoint. But like that is Austin. Like in a nutshell, we have no idea how to deal with traffic. It's flat open land. Just like bulldoze down some trees and throw some concrete down. What else is popping on the off grid? Gossip. I think those were like the main things I saw. Did you mention Zach Brown got his ink? Oh, yeah. No, I didn't mention that. You can tell that one. Yeah, so I just did basically. But Zach Brown got a tattoo, I believe, of the Monza circuit. 
where uh, Daniel won this year. And then speaking of Daniel, he also got to drive Earnhardt Sr.'s car around Coda, which was pretty cool. He was uh, very giddy, very giddy after that, which has got to be a really neat experience. So so that was uh, those like the two big ticket items. Yeah. Also, it looks like Lando's doing Hot Ones. Do you know what Hot Ones is? No. So Hot Ones is this, I'm not sure if it's like a TV show or a YouTube series, but different celebrities go on and they try chicken wings of varying spice. And so they start with like a low spice one and it kind of goes all the way to like the most spicy hot wing and hot sauce you've like ever eaten. And it's absolutely hilarious to watch um, because these people are like, I I like spicy food. Like I got this. And then they just like crumble and cry. Is this like an American thing? Yes. It's called hot ones. I'll send you one. One of actually like the funniest ones is Kristen Bell. She's been on it. Like, I mean, everyone goes on this. Matt Damon. It says the Matt Damon video says Matt Damon sweats from his scalp while eating spicy wings. You can go on a real rabbit hole here. I'll have to check that out. I do like watching people eat really spicy stuff. I feel like Norris is going to have a very low tolerance level. It looks like he may be like spoon eating yogurt or something, (laughs) trying to figure out how to like deal with the heat. Because like they give you milk and everyone's always like, no, I don't need this milk. Yeah, you definitely want some sort of like cream based substitute supposedly again i've never done this but i know water doesn't work and i know soda definitely doesn't work so bread i think works too Mm. i don't know we'll have to check it out i feel like norris will not last very long so i think that that was really it for off-grid gossip we've got an off week and i'll be interested to see if a lot of these guys go back to europe or if they just go straight down or hang out in the states for another week so i'm sure we're gonna have some uh some social media action revealing where they go sergio i'm sure went straight home actually he posted in his pj with his family going back to uh mexico his butthole is probably hurting from all this shit oh my goodness that was (laughs) a third place podium probably made it feel a little better though yeah i'm excited for him in mexico he's gonna have a yeah him and the red bull combo like that's gonna be definitely they'll have some good merch there as many of you guys know, we were um, running a giveaway, our first ever, for Grid Gossip. And the prize is a 2022 USGP ticket. So obviously, they're not out for sale yet, but uh, we will sign up for the early access and uh, the winner will be sent their ticket in the form of most likely a wristband, which I thought were pretty cool this year as well. Did you keep yours? Yeah, I put it in my memento box. Nice. Yeah, I've got mine somewhere. Um, so anyways, the instructions were really simple. Uh, you go on our Instagram, you like our giveaway posts that we had up, uh, all week. You follow us and tag two friends, extra entries for anyone that found our stickers or posted at Coda and mentioned us. We weren't really able to pass out the stickers as much as we wanted because we couldn't post where we were, but we did get quite a few out there. If you happen to see it in a porta potty or two, that was definitely me. And uh, you you left them kind of in random spots and people were finding them, which was I thought was pretty epic because it's a big, big place. Yeah. So you you were putting them in some high traffic areas, which was cool. And people were reposting it. So um, all in all, you know, really, really fun event. Uh, It was great to to interact with uh, you know fans that 
at Coda and uh, hopefully new fans of ours. So we have put everyone's name and I literally was looking for like the best random picker generator website. So I dumped everyone's name in there and uh, I have the winner. The winner is, I think her name's Danny. It must be because that's what she put in her Instagram. But the handle is Dagnello, D-A-G-N-E-L-L-O. And it looks like it's a woman named Danny. She's about the beach life, possibly owns Agnello's Market in New Jersey. So congratulations to Danny. Uh, We will reach out and uh, hope to get you all set up. And thanks for everyone for just uh, participating. We know there's a lot of these giveaways and stuff like that. Hopefully you enjoyed it. And uh, we will have more to come for sure as we round out the year. So stay tuned. But uh, thanks again for the participation. Woo woo. Lewis Hamilton, get your shit together. He sucks. <laughs> Lewis rules. Max rules. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how it works out. Catch you guys later. Adios. <laughs>